0: welcome back to the ed morrissey show as always on tuesdays we get a chance to have an audience with the prince of twitter <laughs> the regent of redstate.com andrew malcolm at ah malcolm on the twitters is and of course at redstate.com slash author slash andrew malcolm um and you can always catch up with um, what he's doing there by just going to his twitter uh, his Twitter profile and clicking on the links, he's got all the links you need right there. And Andrew, you can also you can also catch up with Andrew by just showing up here on Tuesdays, right? That's correct. That's right. For a long time, for a very long time, since the 2008 election, and you know we're coming around to another election, isn't that something? Andrew. Yeah, I know. We're we're, we're, we're a- still doing our Waldorf and Statler impersonation, which I think is really
1: <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me how fast uh, Brit Hume and I have the same birthday in the same year and we agreed that zero to 60 was 60 years give or take right but but 60 beyond just go boom like that it's just grandchildren are growing up and it's just it just goes so fast so 2008 till now it's uh hard to believe it's uh whatever it is number of years 14. Geez. 15. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's uh it's something else, I'm telling you. Um Andrew, uh you actually have a piece up about 2024 and Joe Biden. Uh yeah. yeah.
1: Hearing,
0: do you think he's actually gonna jump in? I, I I think he is. I think he is. He's supposed to come up with he's supposed to announce fairly soon what his intentions are. He's he told everybody to be after the State of the Union address, which of course is sort of indeterminate. I mean, July is after the <laughs> 2026 20, is-, is after the. True enough, true enough. But you know, it's um, the um, uh, it, that's sort of traditional too. Everybody's sort of ambiguous about this stuff, and until they announce, they're ambiguous about it. Now, on on the Republican side, we might get a couple this week. Nikki Haley might might jump in. Tim yeah, Scott might jump in. Apparently, Nikki Haley's aiming at February 15th, which is you know tomorrow. Um,
1: and by well, the way, today's uh, Valentine's
0: yeah. Day too, by the way. So if you're if you're watching this and you haven't yet got the spouse something for <laughs> run a, pause, take a pause. <laughs> we'll wait. Go out and buy go out and buy something. Anyway, but uh Joe Biden's nearing his reelection bid despite all the reasons he shouldn't. That's your VIP column. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen?
1: Well, obviously, I don't know. It's not like I have any inside uh knowledge, but um watching all the indicators he desperately wants to and this would confirm that he's a success which seems very important to him uh, and that people recognize that it's a success even though it isn't a success i mean he still calls the afghan debacle uh an extraordinary success so um his view is tainted um there doesn't seem to be an alternative. And uh, I've seen a number of press reports, which, of course, could be false flags, but a number of press reports that those people who were angling to get somebody else in have given up. And if they've given up, that means that they they put all their eggs in the basket that Trump will be the Republican nominee. Because um, if it isn't Trump, I think... Uh, biden and biden is a nominee i think he's dead man walking
0: yeah i mean i think that's um i think the idea here is that everybody's convinced that trump is going to last you know outlast everybody for the to the nomination and that the only guy who can defeat trump is joe biden but i mean i honestly think that anybody (laughs) i think the only guy who I, i mean i think any almost anybody who gets onto that ticket especially if you get uh, you know, a, a a governor whose name isn't Gavin Newsom onto <laughs> that. Yeah. You know, I, I think they've got a really good shot of beating Trump just for being a younger, more energetic option. The, of course, the, the difficulty here for Democrats is that um, retirements in lieu of reelection usually means that the White House is going to change uh, parties, right? I mean, yeah. that's
1: the last, the last three times. Uh, An incumbent president who didn't run again, they were all Democrats, Truman, Johnson, um, and somebody else. Um, uh, They all gave up the White House for two terms to Republicans. Right. Um, And um, so if Biden says, you know what, I'm not going to run, that's a bad sign. Uh but it, it, there's a, the only way I see they can do it is if they create some scenario where this is a grand exit for him. And the same goes for Trump, you know. I mean Trump could be, if he wanted to be, he could be a senior statesman, a very successful senior. He could say, you know, that's a tiring job, it's exhausting. I could do it. Uh, and I already did it, and I'm gonna move on to new things. Um, and then he could be a kingmaker, uh, but, um, I imagine he's gonna, I imagine he's gonna stay in, but, um, Biden, I don't see him voluntarily not running. And the Democrats seem to be in a fix about what to do about him running, even though they know it's bad news, unless it's Trump. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know- think about that. And I, and I mentioned this in the In the VIP column. Picture Joe Biden at 82, which is two years older than he is now, and he's not going to get better on the dementia side. Imagine Joe Biden on a debate stage with a 46-year-old conservative governor with a successful record, an overwhelming re-election win, um, who's respectful. But devastating. How could Joe Biden answer any of the charges that would be respectfully presented about his record? Yeah. And he and he get kerfluffled uh, and he'd mumble um, like he does almost every time and say something. And it would be very hard on a national stage um, for him to survive that. Now, it, now, if it was a Republican governor, they'd be smart enough. They're, re, Republican primary people like governors. They like executives, generals, executives, vice presidents. I mean, uh, George H. W. Bush was an executive in 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 countless kinds of ways. Um, but uh, Democrats just kind of go. They just fall in love with senators. And uh, I think with one exception, uh, they've been uh, they've gone for uh, in their vice presidents, they've gone for uh, senators. It's just it's pathetic and uh, they don't look like they can do much and they're not they're not very successful. Um, so, yeah, it's it it looks grim if it's Joe Biden and somebody else. But, uh, I mean, you know, forty-six to eighty-two—that's a big difference. I don't care how much makeup and how much drugs they pump into
0: (laughs) Joe. Yeah, I think that you know, and I think that this is the issue for them. If if Biden announces that he's running again, and then Trump, for some reason, falls out of the race, it's (laughs) clear. that the next Republican nominee is going to be significantly younger. There isn't anybody really in the ballpark, Uh, you know, in terms of, you know, even somewhat competitive. uh, I mean, you've got Nikki Haley is talking about it right now. Tim Scott's talking about it. Glenn Youngkin in Virginia is, is a, is a, a pretty decent, I guess you could call him a dark horse candidate. I don't know if I'd necessarily call him that, be, just because there's just been an absence of any sort of polling on this. Um, and of course, Ron DeSantis. And they're all at least 20 years younger and sometimes younger than that.
1: Yeah, you the know, oldest DeSantis. one, the oldest one I think would be Pence, who's I think 60, 61, something like that.
0: Yeah, and you know, and we've talked about Pence before. I mean, the thing about Pence is, you know- He's
1: Pence tainted, is, yeah.
0: tainted. I mean, again, if, if you are, if Trump is in the race and you want- a callback to the Trump administration, you're going to vote for Trump. You're not going to vote for Mike Pompeo. You're not going to vote for Mike Pence. And arguably you're not going to vote for Nikki Haley either. She was his um, ambassador to the UN. And so she's definitely part of the Trump administration. So if you're, if you want to call back to the Trump administration, you're going to vote for Trump. If you want a fresh start, you're likely to look at what some of the governors, right? And that wouldn't. Yeah, agree.
1: absolutely. And, and, yeah. um, uh, what was that going There was, there is, um, vice presidents, uh, with George H W Bush aside, because he was basically a third Reagan term, right. Vice presidents have had a hard time, um, getting elected, uh, for some reason, people in the house and cabinet members, interestingly enough, don't get elected president. Not since Herbert Hoover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and for good reason. I mean, Again, on the Republican side, you want somebody who's at the forefront of executive policy. On the Democratic side, you want people who are at the forefront of, you know, the the effort to federalize and expand federal power. That's usually senators. That's I mean, that's really I mean, you talk about this and we've talked about this a couple of times. But I mean, really, that's the that's the way in which that choice probably legitimately represents the difference between the two parties, Republicans for the most part, and maybe not so much as they used to, but for the most part, Republicans want distributed power away from Washington, D.C., so they're looking for people to represent that, and even Trump is a representation of that because Trump was a guy who didn't come out of any sort of government. He came out of the private sector, another area that they'd like to devolve authority to, Uh, whereas Democrats are more interested in the you know, in expanding the federal footprint, because they see it as a more equitable way of administering governance, and basically eliminating the state so they can impose their idea of, you know, equal approaches across all 50 states. And you're not really going to get governors to, to back that sort of thing. It makes more sense for them to look to US senators who are participating in that type of thing. And and, and i'm just i've just got to say i' i'm, I'm going to crab about this one more time it's a good reason to repeal the 17th amendment <laughs> because senators are really supposed to also represent state interests that's the original model yeah. in the constitution was that the house was the people's chamber and that the senate was the state's chamber and um yes yeah, the 17th amendment sort of um warped the entire constitutional model in that sense but at least it's I would call it a legitimate expression of 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 the of Democratic Party's ideology. The problem is, is that, as you say, senators aren't really good executives. <laughs> Doesn't trans- No, they're not?
1: No, no, they're not. And uh, uh, they're just. They're just Paul's. That's 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 what they are. And I don't think I mean, despite the fact Congress's job approval goes up and down, but it's always low. Right. uh and um that's senators uh and they're they're the ones in the federal government who get on the stage who seek to be on the stage and um so well, well, uh it's uh it's it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting, let's put it that way,
0: No, I agree, I agree. So that's Andrews VIP column over at redstate.com I, I I still am not quite convinced that Biden's going to say yes to real yeah
1: yeah that's a very interesting idea um concept I th- I think you may be- I hope you're right I, I think you may very well be so I, then let's just hypothesize
0: if it sure. isn't Biden who is it Klobuchar? yeah I mean I think you I think you're looking at then again the the 20. 20- 20 field or a 2019 field, if you you know, or where people were actually were competing. I think it's not Bernie Sanders either. Bernie's even older than Biden, so it's not going to be that. I think Elizabeth Warren takes a shot at it. I think Klobuchar uh takes a shot at it. Um I think, and I've heard this, Raphael Warnock <laughs> might want to take oh. a shot at it. Oh, I, I mean, that Lord. would be that would be. That would be that would be political suicide for the Democratic Party. I mean,
1: that's, that's like Alan Keys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Warnock's lucky that Republicans ran Herschel Walker against him in his re-election bid um, here for the um, uh, in, in the last election, because if, if they had run anybody else, Warnock would have lost that election. Um, and so I'm not even sure that Warnock could carry Georgia in a presidential election. A little bit <laughs> Um, but I've heard, I've heard it mentioned, right? So again, they're looking to the Senate. They're looking to progressively. Yeah. To the Senate. And then if you, if they really want to look towards the States, I mean, I know Gavin Newsom is, you know, champing at the bit. I don't care what he says. He's champing at the bit at the next, at the next brass ring. And so yeah. as soon as Biden says, no, Gavin Newsom is all in. I mean, he's been campaigning already in Florida and Texas. Um, <laughs> let me, yeah. Let me put scare quotes up. Campaigning, Andrew, <laughs> he's yeah. been he's been trying to convince Texans and and Floridians that California is actually the freest state in the union.
1: a <laughs> pathetic. I was talking with a friend. They said that uh, they uh, they were thinking of moving somewhere else, uh, but um, their spouse had ten more years till retirement, and yeah. they were living in California. I thought, oh. 10 years more in California. I oh, was there for I was there for 20 the second time. Yeah. And um the weather's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damning with faint praise. The Prince of <laughs> yeah. Damning with Faint praise. Um, you know, I think it was I I think it's a 10-year um um measure, but California has lost the most amount of people in oh, the about- yeah. population. As any other state, and it's not even really close. There has been a big exodus out of California, yeah. Primarily to states like oh, I don't know, Texas and Florida, where former Californians are laughing their butts off at Gavin Newsom's attempt to um to campaign in those states. But he has been campaigning in those states, so state fo- finds I'm, sorry.
1: I'm sorry, and yeah, I agree with you totally. Enough, enough have left California that they lost for the first time in their history. They lost the house seat.
0: Yep, they lost a the house seat, and uh, under current management, it's only going to get uh, the, the exodus will only continue and expand. And again, it's a middle class flight because the very wealthy know how to game the system. There, they're, in fact, they're they're helping to create the system that so that they can game it. And the very poor don't have the um, the means to move out of the state. So who's moving out of the state? The, the middle class that has the means. Um, and the motive to go find greener pastures elsewhere. And so what you're going to wind up with in California, what you're already winding up with is a very stratified, stratified economic um, environment. Right. And um, and it's no surprise that that supposed $25 billion surplus turned into what was a multi-billion dollar deficit almost overnight.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh no, they'll find is- some way. But, you know, what, the thing that, that always exemplifies to me is California is the voters passed some years ago, six, eight years ago. They passed immense water bond issues to build reservoirs so that when they get their big rains like they just did, the rains get saved because they need money. They're always short. Uh, they need water. They're always short of water. Well, they haven't built the reservoirs. So the question is, where did that money go? But beyond that, they are focused. When I the year we left, the California legislature they were they weren't paying attention to the water, but they were right on top of the tiny hotel shampoo bottles, the plastic bottles which they banned. They banned plastic straws, plastic bags. It it, it boy, they were right on top of that, but. The bigger issues, no, yeah. and, it's, and, they, and they keep electing the voters uh, a supermajority, so there's really no alternative uh, for the alternative for the uh, opposition party uh, in California. So, especially if you're uh, near the end of your work, I mean, if you have a job and you're tethered to that job. I guess you have to stay if if you feel that way. But people who are near retirement, they're moving. Uh, there's nine states that don't have income taxes: Texas and Florida, Nevada, Tennessee, um, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, Tennessee, huh? Yeah,
0: Texas and Tennessee. <laughs> what a you know, we started. We started this. When we started this series, you know, what was it? Fifteen years ago or so, fourteen. Yeah. 15- remind me of where we were located um (laughs) when we started this series uh you know several years ago 14 years ago where where were you located where was i located again uh i think ed if memory serves i was in california and i was in minnesota right and and now (laughs) i'm in i'm in texas and you're in tennessee now i'm sure that that's just a coincidence It's
1: just a coincidence it's just a pure coincidence pure
0: coincidence
1: <laughs> yeah All and right. what was it? Is it the daily wire moved to tennessee there's a whole bunch of things that i think that
0: florida are... i think they huh? moved to... i think they moved to florida yeah uh,
1: they they started in nashville i remember that
0: but maybe uh, oh, maybe, maybe the company moved to maybe yeah. the company relocated to, to tennessee i think ben moved to florida though for, oh for... okay
1: well Either one, no income
0: tax. No income tax. Also out of California. They removed them
1: out of of California. And Tennessee is uh, not 100%, but reliably red in government. And they they have a very smart fiscal policy. Um, It's not libertarian, but if there isn't a pressing need for government, take care of it yourself.
0: Yep, exactly. All right, I, I want to get to one of the bigger stories. I think that we've that we've covered in a, a long time, in part because we're involved in it. Which is this uh, story about that um, uh, Gabe Kaminsky actually did a great job in reporting on what he calls disinformation incorporated, which is the effort by social media platforms and others, big tech, basically, uh, to quash dissent and, uh, and opinion, uh, through the use of the term disinformation. And as it turns out, there's this outfit called the global disinformation index that created secret blacklists of what it was, you know, of disinformation related sites. And guess what? Almost all of them. <laughs> in fact, I think maybe all of them were conservative websites, including hot air (laughs) town hall red state twitch um and a lot of our other friends around around the blogosphere these were conservative opinion sites and i mean this is to me i I mean it's it's a huge scandal on the private sector side except for the fact by the way that the state department actually funded gdi at least in part they sent funds to gdi um how do they justify that I don't understand because it's it's attacking disinformation. Yeah. And, but, yeah, and instead of instead of focusing on actual foreign propaganda, what they did was they went after conservative political websites like ours, yeah. and you remember, that's what the IRS did uh, back in two thousand twelve. Yeah, I mean this goes into the whole Republican thing about um, uh, you know the weaponization of the federal government. Um, in political weaponization of the federal government. In this case, it, it's more about the the private sector, because what happened in this case is that GDI partnered with a advertising firm called Xander, which Microsoft acquired a few years ago. And they put in place these secret blacklists to keep advertiser dollars from going to these websites. Um, And we're not sure how long it's been in place. We know that those have been lifted, though, because it's after after uh, Gabe Kaminsky reported this and all of us seized on it and demanded answers, Microsoft over the weekend suspended their partnership with GDI and um, took all the flags off of all of those websites. So there are no advertiser blocking flags on our websites any longer. But the question is, is who else is using GDI? And why is the federal government funding this effort? Um, And the third, and this is what I'm going to throw to you, Andrew, and I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is going to be. But the third one is why isn't the mainstream media reporting on this? Because this is, again, uh, yet another way in which the disinformation, social panic, which is really what this is, has been used to silence dissenting voices in the American political scene. And I, you know, if it was the other way around, I mean, if it oh. was the same thing as it happened in the 50s, right? Yeah. I mean, these same media platforms would be screaming from the mountaintops about this, about about uh, you know, McCarthyite tactics and blacklists and blacklists and all this stuff. I haven't seen anything. I haven't really been looking either. So there may be some reporting on it, but let me tell you something. It isn't, it isn't burning down the internet that, you know, the New York Post. I mean, the New York times, the Washington post, they're not burning down the internet reporting on the, on, on the GDI story.
1: I think we could call that
0: mostly silent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mostly peaceful. It's a mostly peaceful sort of red well, skin. Mostly dynamic.
1: peaceful. Yeah. Mostly peaceful torching of downtown. Uh, it's, you know, it's sinister. It really is. Uh, and not just because it involves where I work. Um, Cause I haven't always worked at, at conservative sites. Uh, it's just sinister. It's anti-American. Um, Well, it's anti what America is supposed to be. And, uh, um, I I don't I don't know how you convince the media to write about it. it took them two years to write about a lousy um, presidential son's laptop, um, and even then it was sort of a glancing blow um, because they agree with it. I I. I I'm at a loss for words, and I, 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 I don't know. I've said this before, uh, and I really believe it. I don't know how media, that traditional media, uh, ever regain their credibility. Um, there are some who still believe it, uh, and but it's it's just it's so corrosive yeah. uh, to to the country, and and I. I don't know how in good conscience, a free press that got constitutional protections uh, written in because they were supposed to be watchdogs and now
0: they're just lapdogs. Yep. Yep. They're lapdogs. And the reason why is because they prefer to crowd out conservative voices. Why? Because conservative voices are critical of mainstream media
1: you know, and they're critical of the of the polls that that mainstream media supports and the ideas that they propagate as quote news right yes yeah, so yep. there, therefore you read headlines about republicans pouncing instead of republicans disagreeing with something or, that democrats want to do
0: or just democrats screwed up it's never about democrats screwing no. up about no. the Republican reaction to Democrats. Reaction to Democrats. Yeah. Oh, there they go. That's there go
1: news. Republicans. I know it's it's so predictable. And, you know, I'm not. It's It's not like they have a meeting, a cabal meeting, and they say, let's go after them. It's just the way they think. It's like it's just natural, instinctive that, oh, look, there go Republicans. Let's write about it. Yep. Instead of maybe they have a point. No. No, oh, they don't. I had a colleague. I wrote, this wasn't uh, politics, but I wrote a, a big piece that was the lead of the New York Times many years ago. about. Remember the Baby M uh, controversy? Yes. yes, I do. Yes. With, with surrogate mothers. And the New York Times was editorial page was against it. This is the days where you did both sides, objectively. Right. Uh, you're supposed to. And I did both sides to the nth degree in support of why women would seek to rent a womb to get a baby, the couples. And I actually talked with, I told the lawyers, I said, I I don't have to use their last names, but I have to talk with real people who are arguing that they should be able to do this. And likewise, I talked with other people who were arguing against it. And I wrote a piece, which I'm pretty proud of. Uh, And as you read it, you go, Oh, yeah, of course they should. And then you come to another part and you go, oh, wait a minute. And, and I, I consciously wrote it to be very convincing both ways. And I had a colleague come up to me on the Monday after it was the lead of the paper. And she said, um, boy, I could never have written that. And I thought, oh, well, thanks, I guess. Uh, uh, but I, to me, it was kind of a, a sad admission. Uh, we're supposed to be uh, professionals, and it doesn't matter what my opinion was on it. But I wanted to tell a compelling story, so that people go away and say, "Well, you know, finally, I understand that. I understand this."
0: So, anyway, that's gone. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Last topic before we get to the jokes of the day um, or jokes of the week: Super Bowl. <laughs> what know, did you say? Well, I in all uh,
1: honestly I I taped it and I skipped all the commercials uh and so I was watching it I don't know maybe 10 minutes behind and um I'm not a f- big fan of either team but I do I do admire uh patrick mahomes incredibly uh i just his athletic skill i know jalen hurts is good too but um i just i enjoyed the football it was it was even evenly matched um the timing and the cunning at the end i think uh having been there several times (laughs) andy Reid was with pence uh, philadelphia uh and i think he's still the winningest coach philadelphia ever had um but in the end he uh, he denied the current coach uh the win um so i enjoyed the game uh, i can't i don't i didn't pay any attention to the ads I'm, i must confess
0: wow i don't know that seems like it seems like you're missing the whole uh the whole, <laughs> the whole point oh, of super bowl <laughs> 7 million dollars for 30 seconds
1: what does that work out to? That's a lot of money per second.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm not even going to do the math on that. That's just, let's just say it's a boatload of money per second. That's more in every single second than I'll probably make in my lifetime from here on out. Yeah. But, it, but you know, it, I mean, it is expensive. I understand that. Even though I I
1: discovered over the weekend, the halftime show doesn't get paid. Um,
0: oh, is but, that right? Rihanna doesn't that's get that, paid for that,
1: that? that. That's what I read. It that it, it's such publicity a bonanza for whom whomever does it. Anyway, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't fact check that. But uh, I read that they had thirty cameras. There, thirty cameras. You know, there were cameras that were on each coach full time. That's it. That's all. Just to get that one four second shot of agony or ecstasy. Well, you won't get ecstasy from Andy Reid, but uh, (laughs) excitement. Uh, uh, And and for the replay, but when they were doing the replays, they had 30 cameras to look at. So I understand why sometimes it takes a while, but not all 30 cameras on the same thing, but, uh, so that's expensive, you know, I mean, uh, uh, that 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 costs a lot of money. So, but I don't know that it costs seven million dollars for every thirty seconds.
0: Oh, somebody's getting rich. Uh, what did you What did you think? Were you cheering for Philly? No, I was actually kind of cheering for the Chiefs. Um yeah, So it was a great second. I think the whole game was really good. It was a really yeah. good. Game. Yeah. Um, and and I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised by the lack of or at least a lessened level of politicization that was going on around the game. And, and, and in the commercials, the commercials were pretty much, you know, commercials, the, yeah. the one that and there weren't, a, and there weren't many penalties. No, but there was that one at the end that people are, are, you know, people in Philadelphia are really sore about, but it was a legit hold even. And this was yeah. I think interesting. I was talking about this with Larry, um, in our off the beaten path thing. Um, the guy who drew the flag, right? the 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 Eagles cornerback. His name is um, James Bradbury. And after the game, he said, "I yanked the jersey. I just thought I'd get away with it, um, but that was a legit call. And that was that was. I think that was a show of character. I'm actually, I'm actually very impressed That's, by. I'm I'm blown away. I didn't know that. Holy yeah. smokes!" And they asked Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback afterwards, said, you know, how angry are you over the refs? <laughs> and his answer was, I'm more concerned about my own performance and all the ways that I could have d- done better to try to get a win than I am about oh, the refs.
1: Good, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Plus I, you know, the fact he'd get a fine if he criticized the refs.
0: Well, yeah, there's also that too. But I mean, Bradford <laughs> said, look, I think they blew the call and, and left it at that. He was honest. And. You know, character is going to take you a lot of great places, and I think James Bradbury. I think that was an, it was a. It new does. Night.
1: It doesn't happen that often in the NFL, so I'm I'm impressed to hear that.
0: Yep, yep. So good stuff coming out of the the Super Bowl. Not to mention the Jesus ads that's got the left all pissed off today. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, I mean, honestly, I mean, I saw these ads. They've been running for a little bit, and I actually couldn't tell you what. I mean, I found out that it was the same family that owned Hobby Lobby, I guess the Greens, who put the money behind these things. Um, And you can have a debate as to whether or not that was a, you know, a worthwhile investment of money. It's their money. They can do what they want with it. Um, But I honestly, until I found that out, could not figure out what political ideology was behind this. And if you just watch the ads, you probably can't either. (laughs) You would probably never guess. That it was a very conservative family that that I think still own Hobby Lobby. And um so I was a little surprised by that, honestly. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was um, I actually like the ads. I like the one that ran during the Super Bowl. I'm not necessarily keen on a couple of the other ones, but uh I, the one that ran in the Super Bowl I thought was a really good ad. So yeah, but that's some people can't uh, take an ad, some people can't take a joke. Um some you people don't over.
1: pay attention to them. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you skipped over the ads, right? <laughs> you missed the 2 one You missed the 2 one that where they were yeah. trying to head fake people into thinking that they had somehow uh, sat on the remote. Did you see this thing? No. Well, <laughs> I was watching in real time. I was at a Super Bowl party, right? And all of a sudden, you know, the two Fox announcers are on the screen. All of a sudden, a menu pops up and you see like a... A wandering cursor and it clicks on Tubi, <laughs> and I mean, at our party, there were people saying, "Who's got the remote?" And I said, <laughs> this is an ad. This is an ad, and sure enough, it was an ad because I, you know, you could, if you're really watching it closely, you can you can see the difference in the in the broadcast quality.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, like War of the Worlds had people
0: going back in the 30s. It was actually cute. It's not the first time that uh, somebody's done that. Do you remember the parachute one? Because that was a similar sort of thing. No, only it wasn't, it wasn't about TV remotes. Um, I forget what, I want to say it was Doritos, but I don't know if it was Doritos or not, where they have, they had the actual announcers, like coming back from a break and announcing, you know, commercial break and, and starting to announce and all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, there's somebody, there's there's a parachute is falling, you know, coming down out of the sky. <laughs> And it was it was pre recorded, you know, so it was it wasn't happening in real time, but it was clever, right? Um, I
1: I liked I uh, I always go for the Budweiser little dog and little a puppy um, bowl, yeah, no, but not the puppy bowl, but the little dog in the stable with the huge horses, and 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 Jay Leno, I remember him. This is years and years ago for Doritos, where he said, "Eat all you want, we'll make more." That has just become (laughs) I
0: I say that all the time at dinner. (laughs) That was a great ad. It really was a great ad. All right. So we're at the point of the jokes of the week. week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are some of them. They're all old, but some of them are timely anyway. Conan O'Brien said that Joe Biden says Mickey Mouse could run against President Trump and have a shot. Then Biden found out he was running third behind Mickey Mouse. Then Conan also said, um, "President Obama called to congratulate the Green Bay Packers coach for his Super Bowl win." Then Obama met with the victims of the Black Eyed Peas halftime show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I love that
1: one. (laughs) And uh, and finally, (laughs) excuse me, Jay Leno said. The Grammy Awards this year banned side boob exposure on women's dresses. Not many people know that side boob is also Joe Biden's Secret Service code name.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I've got one for you. Okay. You may have heard this before, but I've got one for you. So uh, a, a priest, a minister, and a rabbit walk into a bar. And the bartender looks at the rabbit and says, what the hell are you doing here? And the rabbit says, autocorrect. <laughs>
1: I like that. I like that. I have I have one about a bar too. Okay. Um, a bear walks into the bar and the bartender says, uh, what do you have? And the bear says, I'll have a bear and the bartender says okay but why the big pause and the bear said i'm a bear <laughs> that's a dad joke i admit it but i that's love it a
0: dad joke. Well, i think the i think the autocorrect one is probably a dad joke too so there you go no all right. both good all right andrew folks. malcolm the prince of twitter at ah malcolm on twitter The Regent of Redstate.com. always great uh, catching up with you and can't wait till next week's uh, episode and happy Valentine's day. Thanks everybody. See ya. Happy Valentine's day. Now that the political infighting is over and the sausage is being made in the house, it's time for Republicans to unite with one cause and fight back against Joe Biden and his radical administration. The GOP has promised to investigate Biden family corruption, the border big tech censorship collusion, the origins of COVID, the FBI, and intel agencies' attacks on the American people and more, and it's time to hold them to those promises. Here at Hot Air, we won't let up on holding them accountable. We unapologetically fight back against the radical left and squishy rhinos in Congress who fail the people. We bring you the truth and go to war against Biden's woke communist agenda, but we need your help. By becoming a VIP for uh, HotAir.com, you can help us in this battle for our country. Just look at the House Democrats' leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He's another divisive, radical leftist, and his communist Sesame Street speech proves it. If Republicans don't halt the Biden agenda and conservative media fails to hold them accountable, it could mean the end of our great country. Join us in the fight. Become a Hot Air VIP member or a VIP Gold member today and use the promo code America to receive a 40% discount on your membership. Stand with us and fight to save America. We will never give up. And thank you very much.